Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Jacob Albrocht, Tommy Castor. This is Sports Daily on Wichita's number one sports radio, 97.5 and 1240 KFH. Welcome in, everybody. Sports Daily here on KFH. Jacob Albrock, Tommy Castor alongside you on a Wednesday. Happy Hump Day, everybody. Glad to be here with you. Chad Chambers producing for us, manning that IHOP hotline, as always. And it is a hopping hotline for you. Uh, we've got lots of giveaways today. We've got another and final pair of tickets to give away for the Burt Kreischer uh, comedy show coming to Interest Bank Arena on uh, on Friday at 7 o'clock. We'll also give away some tickets to Paw Patrol. We'll give away some tickets to the Wichita Thunder home opener, some free iced teas to HTO. We've got it all coming for you. That IHOP hotline brought to you by IHOP, where guests can enjoy four new sweet and savory biscuit options. Glad to be here with you, Tommy. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. Happy Wednesday. Uh, you know, it's middle of the week. Kind of feeling that middle-of-the-week drain. Got to get through today, though. Downhill slide of the weekend. Yeah, we're, we're just about there. You know, we're, we're getting there. It's it's uh, It takes a minute to get through these midweek days. I don't, you know, I, Wednesdays this time of year are about the, right, like the quietest day of the week in the sports world. You got Thursday night football getting going tomorrow and then high school football. And then, you know, Saturday you've got college. Sunday you've got. NFL Monday, you've got NFL Tuesday. You don't have anything, but man, if you're a fantasy football player, Tuesday's a busy day in the sports world because you got to get it. And then Wednesday, it's just like, all right, let's all take a deep breath. Let's catch our breath. before the storm, right? Yeah, and it's sort of the day, and, and we do this too on the show, like it's sort of the day that you begin to look to the next week, right? Uh, you've reacted to the weekend on Monday. You're still having a little fallout you know, on Tuesday, but by Wednesday, we're looking ahead. We're, we're on to the next one, and that's what we'll do today on the program uh, with K-State, KU, the Chiefs a little bit. Uh, we're going to have Ariel Orsudo, good friend and, you know, former co-worker here in Wichita, now in Denver. Her timing there has been incredible with the Avalanche Stanley Cup and 
you know, a Denver Nuggets championship and all of this stuff. And now Coach Prime in Colorado. And she's been following them extensively for a long time. You know, she and I have been talking about them really all summer, Tommy. And she was on them. Like, she said these guys are for real. Like, these players, this is before they ever took a snap. These players he's bringing in are, are good, including his son. So we'll talk to Ariel about what that ride's been like, what we expect now that their schedule gets more difficult. That's actually coming up at about 930. Uh, so we'll get to that, and we'll make sure we've got plenty of time with Ariel there. Uh, Tommy, I think the, the big thing as far as like topical news that came yesterday was the confirmation that K-State loses Daniel Green for the season. Uh, that is very tough news that, you know, Coach Kleiman, a bunch of the players yesterday, relatively emotional. I think they've known for a while, but, you know, they've all the word that kept getting used was lifeblood of the defense. That's a big loss. I mean, he was he was playing well in that game. And so now that's one bit of fallout from the Missouri loss, but we don't know if Will Howard's going to play this weekend. Treshawn Ward will probably not play. Uh, Jake Clifton is out. They do get some good news on, you know, tackle Christian Duffy, who should be back. But, you know, Daniel Green is the most shocking, and now the most pressing is the, you know, potential to have to open up the Big 12 without Will Howard or Treshawn Ward. Yeah, you saw that Daniel Green injury, I think, in the second quarter of the Missouri game uh, on a hit to Brady Cook, the Missouri quarterback. Uh, And then Green left the game temporarily, but then came back and finished the game. He was extremely productive, though. I mean, even battling through that injury uh, to his pectoral, uh, finished with the sack, you know, had a handful of tackles, played really, really well. The first indication that, you know, he was seriously injured was when he wasn't on the depth chart for this weekend's game. The thing that really is the the biggest bummer about losing Daniel Green is the fact that he returned to K-State for his sixth season this year. And so not only is he lost for the year, but I mean, his career at K-State, you know, is effectively over at this point. And and that's that's a big time bummer. That's a that's a you know definite shame and 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 loss for that defense and just for what he brings to the overall program itself and you know like you mentioned you could see the emotion um on the face of chris Kleiman. you could you know feel the emotion from the players talking about the loss of daniel green and then you mentioned some of the other injury concerns will howard banged up and hobbled in the game against missouri what's his status going to be going into this weekend's conference opener Will we see more of Avery Johnson? You know, I think as we go through the week, we're going to find out more about that. And then Treshawn Ward, you know, listed as doubtful. That's a big blow, too, because you know that he's shared the carries so far this season with DJ Giddens. Will it be more of Giddens' show this weekend? I guess we'll find out. Yeah, well, I mean, I think it would. Treshawn Ward, I, I think the I think the word Kleiman used was doubtful. So right. I, I don't think he's going to play. Will Howard becomes the question, right? Because Will Howard played through it. And so can he do that again? And then, of course, for us, the question becomes, uh, is it Avery Johnson season? It sounds like it probably is if Howard can't go. Yeah. Like I, I think if Howard can't go, it, it seems like Johnson's just going to get the start. So I'll, I'll, that's obviously, for a thousand different reasons, this thing will watch. I think that he'll probably go. He didn't practice Monday. He was limited yesterday. Uh, and then we'll just keep it, you know, up to speed. The good news is we'll have Tim Fitzgerald in tomorrow. We can get an update. And then we'll have, you know, Wyatt Thompson in Friday to get an update. We're going to have a pretty good idea, I think, on how this will go. Yeah, the the one thing that I think about when 
you know, we're dealing with a, an injury to Will Howard and watching him get banged up in the Mizzou game. And now these conversations about what his status is going to be this weekend. You and I talked about it at length about, you know, the, the history of that K-State program and dealing with injured quarterbacks. Like it happens basically every single season. And you go through the gauntlet of tough opponents and, you know, especially heading into conference play. I mean, that's to be expected a little bit that you're probably going to have a banged up quarterback. Uh, but this is the reason why Avery Johnson is on that roster right now. And they didn't redshirt him at the outset of the season, right? Like if they felt like, okay, well, we can really set Avery Johnson. We can groom him. We can grow him. We can redshirt him. That's one thing. But I mean, you and I have discussed multiple times about the, the potential of a Will Howard injury. I mean, that's the same thing that when Adrian Martinez was the starter last year and Will Howard had to come in. Skylar Thompson has been injured, you know, was injured during his time at K-State. So like this sort of thing happens with this program yeah, a lot. you're just used and, to it. You can almost and that's why count it's, on it. That's why it's been important to not have Avery Johnson redshirt. Yeah, and and we, I think we, you know, all summer we wondered about that and then we sort of collectively, the first time we saw him play, just realized like, What's the point, right? Like, K-State is in win-now mode for the next little right. while. And and if that's the case and he's as good as everybody thinks he's going to be, he's not going to – he's not a, you know, a five-year player anyway. So it doesn't really matter. And, you know, the other realization that we just need to come to with K-State and probably just about any team, your quarterback's going to get hurt. It's a long season. Yeah. Right? K-State – when was the last – when was the last season that K-State didn't have – a quarterback injury to deal with. It's been a long time. Jake Waters, did he ever make it through? I, I mean, I don't honestly like. I don't know. Like, it's it, every single year their backup is thrust into action, and so good thing they've got Avery Johnson, right? Like, I mean, he's there and he's good. You know, it'll be different, and you know, I'm not like. There's no disrespect to Will Howard intended. Will Howard makes this team the best it can be this year. But at least you've got Avery Johnson, who's this dynamic talent, and then it becomes how quickly has he acclimated, you know, himself during practice and all that stuff. But you know, snaps this week. I, I think here's the the interesting thing to watch this week, Tommy, is practice time, because if Avery Johnson's going to start, he's going to need the reps in practice with the ones. But if Will Howard is questionable. He also needs to be trying to practice with the one. So I don't know how that will go. Like, how do you game plan and do all these things when you've got such a young quarterback? You know, quarterback decisions are are a little bit different. And, and it, it matters at every position, but not like quarterback. Like, you need those reps right. with the ones. And so we'll, we'll just continue to watch that. It's the story of the week for K-State. But the Daniel Green news is tough news. I uh, certainly don't like to see that. Uh, but that's, you know... That's where we're at. Again, Treshawn Ward is doubtful. Will Howard questionable. Christian Duffy looks like he'll be able to go. So it's a week of significant injury updates for K-State, who gets, you know, a, a big-time test in the, in the Big 12 opener with UCF, who's looked fantastic. Yeah, and I think that the question now is posed, and I know we talked about Will Howard and, and from the quarterback position, but, you know, how significant – obviously this this loss for Daniel Green is significant for the defense, right? But what does that do to the Wildcats' chances to win a Big 12 championship, to repeat as Big 12 champions? I mean, you've got somebody who is conceivably the anchor of that defense, the veteran. He's got tons of experience. 
freak athleticism. He's one of the better defenders, one of the best defenders on that team and has been for, you know, a, a while now for a number of years. You lose him as sort of, you know, one of the captains of the defense, if not the captain of the defense. What does that do to the Wildcats Big 12 title hopes? It does a lot. I mean, it does a lot. Daniel Green is and I and it did see that if he chose to there, there is a possibility he could he could still apply for a medical hardship waiver and get a seventh year. Um, but man, he's he's That'd all over tough. the place. He's been yep. a con- he's been a conference, you know, all conference honoree a couple of years ago. He's an academic all you know all conference kind of. He's just a, he's just a really important piece to everything there. And we'll get more perspective on this on why you know losing him means so much you know mentally and emotionally as much as anything from from Fitz and Wyatt Thompson, but. It's tough. It's a tough loss. Let's take a quick break. Let's do a giveaway. We'll come back. We'll begin to preview KU, and then we'll get to Ariel, our pseudo bottom of the hour, uh, and uh, let her uh, help us take it to the end with with Coach Prime Talk. But let's start, Tommy, with, uh, well, let's start with, you know, let's start with some hockey. Wichita Thunder, home opener, coming up real quick, Tommy. It's uh, it's coming October 20th, 7 o'clock, in Trust Bank Arena. What is it, a month? One month, month from, from today? today? Gosh, dang, that's right. Uh, 7 o'clock, Interest Bank Arena. We'll pair that up with some HTO free iced tea. So you can get a pair of hockey tickets, a pair of free iced tea cards from HTO in Wichita West or East. Also now, uh, just coming up on a, a week old in Derby. So lots of options there for those free iced tea cards. Uh, your Wichita Thunder tickets included. A nice little prize pack to our first caller during the break here. 869-1240 on the IHOP hotline. We'll come back. We'll begin to talk KU as they look ahead to their Big 12 opener next. The commercials are over. Yo, I haven't got all day. 869-1240. Time to get busy. This is Sports Daily on KFH. All right, welcome back in, everybody. Sports Daily here on KFH. Jacob Albrock, Tommy Caster. Congratulations to Bart for winning uh, a little HTO uh, that he can utilize in uh, Wichita, East or West, or Derby, and for winning some hockey tickets to the Wichita Thunder home opener. Tommy, a month away. My goodness. You guys, uh, you guys all fired up? Yeah, we're ready to rock and roll one month from today, so getting down to that crunch time, getting everything uh, ready to rock and roll, and uh, you know, we've been making uh, player announcements for the last month or so, uh, some returners, some new players. Uh, it's going to be a great season, so we're, we're looking forward to having everybody out there one month from today at Interest Bank Arena. What, is, uh, what, what are things looking like on the ice? What have you heard from that side of the building? Are they, are they pretty fired up for the squad this year? Yeah, things are good. And, you know, uh, it was the announcement was made earlier this summer that the Thunder uh, re-upped the affiliation with the San Jose Sharks. So entering year number two of that affiliation with the NHL squad. So that's good. Um, As far as I know, no announcements have been made yet as far as which players from the Sharks the Thunder will have on their roster for this season. But there will be, um, I'm sure, a handful of them. Uh, But some some big returners, Jay Dickman, who's a fan favorite, he will be back uh, this season uh, as one of the the key guys for the Thunder and um, some newcomers as well. So looking forward to that. Uh, yeah, I mean it's a new year. It's crazy. Yeah. I've always, you know, the all season is so long. Um, it's like 
it, it just it, it that which is cool gives people a lot of opportunities and a lot of different like times of the year to to get fired up for it but we'll look forward to that bart you'll head there on us congratulations for the win there uh tommy ku getting ready for byu lines moving slightly toward byu a little bit it's now to eight and a half i gotta tell you i don't like i don't like either line for our teams of interest ku favored by eight and a half k-state favored by four and a half i'm not real comfortable with either of those I think UCF and BYU are two teams that feel like, you know, they got a shot to compete in this league. They're two newcomers, but they've had nice starts to their season. Yeah, and in the case of KU, I feel like Vegas is giving the Jayhawks a lot of grace after the game against Nevada last weekend. You know, that line was massive. It was four touchdowns against Nevada, and KU won by seven points. Uh, And so clearly Vegas feels like, that was maybe a fluke, you know, or, or not, uh, you know, not the norm for the Jayhawks. Meanwhile, BYU goes into Arkansas and knocks off an SEC team. And here we go with the Jayhawks with, you know, eight and a half point favorites against uh, BYU. And so that's surprising to me a little bit. I'm kind of with you on that. I don't love that line. I understand the Wildcats line a little bit more just because of the fact that they had been ranked up until the loss at Missouri and, and clearly Vegas thinks that the Wildcats are going to bounce back at home against UCF. So I understand that one a little bit more than I understand the KU line. I don't love either one of them. I'm kind of with you. I think as the week goes on, I might settle down, you know, and, and, and be okay with them. But as of right now, I'm not. Well, there's just been, you know, for the last two years, it felt, it's felt like you've had value in them both pretty consistently. K-State, we were wrong about last week. Clearly we, that, that was, that was one of my favorite lines of the year. Couldn't figure it out. Vegas yeah. is good at what they do. But I, I this is, I don't, I don't love either one of them. I'm not just super comfortable. I, I don't know what it is. I mean, they're both I at mean, home. Well, they're, know, they're both at home, right? I mean, like, you know, so that, I, I, that's got to play into it a little bit. I, I know why I'm uncomfortable with it. For K-State, all the injuries, we don't know what's happening at quarterback. I, th- that one, to me, is a little bit. If, look, if they're moderately healthy, Within a touch, I mean, it's probably better. Yeah, but KU's, K- KU's interesting. And I, and look, I think KU has looked really nice and probably better than we thought because the defense has played better than we thought, right? But BYU just went and beat Arkansas in Arkansas, right? And and I was yeah. like, by, by more than a touchdown here just seems rich, and it may move down enough. Like, if it gets down to seven or lower, I'd be a little more comfortable with it. But they're going to have their hands full. And, you know, it wasn't the margin of victory we expected for Nevada. So, you know, like, I don't know. But but I do feel good about him in the game. You know, we talked to Shri Lada at the beginning of the week, and he pointed out, you know, the difficulties KU's had has been with running quarterbacks and Slovis. That's not really his game uh, for BYU. They, they have wins, again, at Arkansas. That's the big one. They beat Sam Houston State in a weird one, fourteen to nothing. Not sure what that was all about, and and then I don't even know who this who did, oh Southern Utah. So like, but it's the Arkansas game, Tommy. Now the other right. thing to consider is they just went on the road to Arkansas, and they got to follow that up with another road trip here to Lawrence. So you know that part of it could factor in. Back to back on the road is a little tricky. Slovis uh, it doesn't run the ball. In fact. He doesn't have a rushing attempt all year, Tommy. Really? So he's not a running quarterback. Like, that's not what he does. But he's a pretty good passer. And 
you know, he's been around for a while, and we'll see. That's that's KU's, you know, get a little pressure. And, and for, you know, the reality is for KU, don't you feel like still, like, track meet people? Like, I know the defense has looked better, but it's really like, can you know, is KU still equipped to track meet people? And I think that they are. I think that they are. What are the over-unders on these games? I haven't really checked that. Uh, the over-under on that one, 54 that and a half. Okay. 54 and a half. Uh, that's, I, I, like, I might like that a little better. They've been no, you know, they were 57 against Illinois, 55 right at that number against Nevada. Uh, so that's an interesting one. I, I don't know. I, I feel good about KU to win the game, but to win by two scores, just that's not really the way KU's operated in big time games. They, they like to win close games. Well, and that's the way that they've, you know, kind of been built and, you know, outside of the Illinois game, you know, Illinois, I feel like that that victory was probably the most impressive one out of the three so far. You know, the the opening matchup against Missouri State, they didn't play well in the first half. They pulled away in the second half. Uh, of course, we know about the struggles against Nevada for a variety of reasons. Illinois was the game where they looked the most complete from start to finish. Um They've got to back that up in this conference opener against BYU. The one thing that BYU has, and Lance Leipold has talked about it, it's actually, I think, become a little bit of bulletin board material. I think a little bit for BYU is the experience that BYU has. And, you know, Lance Leipold mentioned it as age. He said that, you know, their average age is around 22. The players on that team, they're, they're an older team, that they're a veteran team. Um, for whatever reason, I'm not sure that BYU really appreciated that, or at least their beat writers didn't, because I've seen that on social media the last couple of days. But regardless, what they do have is experience. And so that's really, you know, a lot of the reason why now, I think BYU was able to go into an environment like in Arkansas at Razorback Stadium and get a win on the road against an SEC opponent. They'll be, they'll be looking to do the same thing this weekend in Lawrence, and so that's got to be the big thing. I think that the Jayhawks will have to combat. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Um, how has Jalen Daniels looked to you, Tommy? I mean, do we are we concerned anymore about his health? Um, no, I think he's I, good. I think he's fine. You know, I, I think that it's something that, you know, he's g- clearly able to play through and work through. Um, I don't know if we'll even hear about any kind of, you know, back flare ups through the remainder of the season. I think it's just something he'll work through. And I think he's I think he's looked fine. He was really good throwing the ball against Nevada. The one oddity, of course, is he didn't really run the ball. Um, his total yardage rushing and it, a lot of things factor into that was minus four yards. Um, that's a part of his game that that KU in, in a part of that offense KU needs. Look, they scored 31 points against Nevada. They probably needed to score more than that. And I think a big part of their offense is him running the ball. And so that was the one thing that, that was a little straight. He looked great throwing the ball though. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll see. I I haven't seen anything where I'm like, the injury. I don't know if maybe the running will be a little bit more limited just out of, you know, safety sake, which if that's the case, I that I don't I don't usually like that. Like I don't, you know, I, I think of I just don't want him to take that part of his game away. And and he's a he's a more dynamic runner than like let's take Dak Prescott, for example. But it's really altered Dak Prescott's game I don't to think limit he will. I, I don't think that that'll change because I mean he's so versatile and that's what he's built his career on and the success that he's had. So I, I don't see a scenario where that happens. You, you know, sure he might be hampered you know, by, by injuries or banged up and have, you know, the sore back or whatever. Um, but I, I really don't think that we're going to see 
him shift away or even like, you know, Andy Kotelnicki and Lance Leipold moving away from what works for Jalen Daniels and why they're in the position that they're in. I don't either, but it's something to watch because it, you know, in a, in a game where you feel like he would have run all over Nevada, he didn't don't know why. Uh, let me go back and actually look at the line on the Illinois game. Uh, he ran it against Illinois 18 times. Yeah, okay, so that, but only for 20 yards. So that was clearly more. So so it's probably okay, but I do, but I am watching it. Like, I, I do want to see, because that would be the thing that would indicate there is some concern with the injury, right? Like, there, there's some, even if he's not showing it, like, if he goes from 18 rushes to seven, like, if he doesn't, if, if he's not, up there, you know, what is it, 10-plus, 12-plus carries, it makes me wonder if, like, yeah, I don't think they want him to get hit. He, I don't know if he's completely comfortable yet physically. So we'll see. I, I think it's something to watch. And it, it's one of the reasons that I'm just uncomfortable trying to predict KU right now because if, if Jalen Daniels is 100%, it's very different than if Jalen Daniels is 85% because that might come with him being able to be a dynamic runner because you're trying to – minimize his you know his his contact his injury risk so we'll see I I think KU is going to be fine don't like the number where it is right now I love both of these games as Big 12 openers though don't you because like you're looking at the Big 12 schedule as a whole if we just look at the Big 12 which has been you know like we've talked about wildly underwhelming this year what what teams have played to a level where you think, okay, they could probably be competitive to win the title? Oklahoma certainly has. Uh, I think Kansas has. I think BYU has. I think Texas, Texas Tech has. has. They're on the list. Yeah, Tech, Texas, obviously. Uh, Baylor, I don't think we would say that right now. Oklahoma State and Iowa State, I don't think we would say that right now. And Houston, we wouldn't say that right now. So, you know, you're looking at two of the probably five or six teams that have played well enough out of the Big 12 that you're – you know, interested in, in whether they can, you know, get to the top. Ah, man, that's uh, that's the that's the part that makes me love these games. And these are the best two, I think, clearly of the Cincinnati. I, I don't know what to think of Cincinnati. I have not I have no take on Cincinnati yet. Got to see them. Got to see them play a little bit. Yeah, the nice thing about BYU and UCF, and we talked a little bit about UCF yesterday, but the, the one thing that both of these teams have is because they're brand new in the conference, nobody's thinking about them as legitimate contenders to win the conference right away. So they can they can kind of be sneaky. They can be dark horse candidates to win the league. But I think both teams can be. Uh, and so you've got BYU taking on Kansas. You've got UCF taking on Kansas State. It's going to be a really nice opening week conference test for both of our in-state teams. Biggest, you know, like prove-it games for both teams so far for sure. K-State's got the big injury issues. Uh, but, yeah, we'll see. Uh, Coach Leipold, Lance Leipold, talking about BYU. They got an old roster, which is which is troubling. I mean, that does help you go win on the road. But, yeah, there's a bunch of old guys on that team. All right, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, Ariel Orsudo joins us. We'll talk a little Colorado football. Coach Prime from the boots on the ground. We'll do that next on Sports Daily. All right, welcome back in, everybody. Sports Daily, 
here on KFH. Jacob Albrock, Tommy Caster, tracking down Ariel Orsudo to talk a little Colorado football. Uh, just to sort of get the ball rolling on that, Tommy. What, what do you make of this player for Colorado State that knocked out Hunter? And I mean, it was one, let's separate two things like the, 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 you know, blasting his info out on social media and death threats. Obviously, that's stupid and nothing like that should ever happen. Like, let's be real here. Don't be ridiculous. I will say, though, I mean, that was one of the dirtier hits I've seen. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Scene. Uh, so uh, I, I, I'm not buying the uh, talk from Norvell. Did you say we have Ariel, Jeff? Ariel, what's up? Ariel Orsudo from Nine News in Denver joining us here on Sports Daily. Glad to have you. Uh, busiest person perhaps in uh, in Colorado. Uh, you catching your breath from all of this championship and big hype coverage you've got going on here? Yeah, I mean, Coach Prime is certainly keeping me busy, keeping me uh, on my toes at least. I think he's keeping literally everybody in the world of media busy because he's everywhere right now. It's intentional. It's on purpose. It's obviously working for him. Um, I mean, you and I have been talking about this before they ever played a game. And whether it's, you know, on the air, wherever, just, you know, privately, this was always to me going to work because of his personality. But I'm fascinated, Ariel, by how how good a job he's done off the field building this hype train. It just all seems so intentional to me. And it's and it's been almost perfect for clearly what his plan has been for all of this. Yeah, Jacob, it, it's absolutely intentional. And I think off the field, just the way it is in the media markets, the way we're seeing it on national TV, I think that was always the plan. And that was always going to take off. Um, I think that what we were going to see on the field is what people weren't sure about. And that's why after the first game, you heard the do you believe and, you know, you don't believe all of that because people weren't sure what the product was actually going to be like on the field. We all knew that we were going to get this successful um, 
just just hype off of the field because it's primetime Deion Sanders, right? I mean, like no matter what, we were going to get a, an entertaining product. But what was this actual team going to look like? But I mean, it's it's a bunch of four star, five star players. It better have been good. Yeah, I wonder, Ariel. You know, when we're talking about you know through the first three games and you know, exactly the way that they've played. You know, they've obviously beat TCU in that big upset. And then, you know, Colorado or Nebraska at home and then Colorado State last week. Is there a sense at all? Of course, we know how difficult their schedule is going to become once they get into conference play with Oregon and then USC and all of that. Is there ever a sense that, you know, the other shoe is about to drop at some point? Like, based off seeing, you know, seeing the way that they performed against Colorado State on Saturday, What's the sense moving forward into really difficult conference play? Well, I think the sense is that they're obviously going to be playing against a very different caliber team in number 10, Oregon, a team that right. just, that has been beating teams by 80 points or, or putting up 80 points, 50 points, you know, like consistently in every one of their games so far. Um, but I don't think that they fear that they, they don't fear Bo Nix. They don't fear this team that they're about to play. You know, we just spoke to Shiloh Sanders yesterday and he's really excited for not only Oregon, but just the PAC 12 play coming up just because they throw the ball a lot. They go downfield a lot. And he says, well, that all that does is just give me more opportunities to pick the ball off. So I think that they, they're really excited for the level of play that they're about to see. You know, he even said like, you know, this isn't necessarily the biggest test. The biggest test just happened this past Saturday. We weren't expecting CSU to be the biggest test, but it was. So they they see the adversity that they just faced as the biggest test they, they've, they've seen so far, and they can only learn from that. Um, I, do, I don't know if, if I'm going to say that the, that the shoe is going to drop necessarily in Oregon because, you know, we see right now that it's a 21-point spread, right, for, the, for this Oregon game. But what does Vegas really know about this team? Because in week one, they were 17 and a half point underdogs to TCU. They not only covered, they won outright. Then in the CSU game, they were 23 and a half point favorites. They took them to overtime. And in this game, they're 21 point dogs to Oregon. I do not think it's going to be that big of a spread. I think they, they, could, they could obviously lose to Oregon, but I don't think they're going to lose by 21 points. Well, and it's got like backdoor cover all over it. Like, are they not, you know, even if it does get out of hand, like they could, they could get it in there. 71 points is the over under. I've never bet the over on a number that big. I'm taking the over. Uh, Like it just, it feels like a wild and crazy game. We know Travis Hunter will not be there. Correct. He'll be out a few weeks. He's out for three weeks. It could be four weeks, but at this point it's looking like three weeks with a lacerated liver. So I, I look at Oregon and Texas Tech, and Texas Tech's going to be good this year, I think. But they, I mean, that was a tight game. So then it's like, okay, well, is Colorado as good as Tech? No, probably not. And then without Travis Hunter, I, I think I get the spread. But I'm with you. It, it, I would never, against a team with the kind of firepower that Colorado has, you know, I, I, that's just, it's not comfortable. Let's talk about Shadur Sanders. Uh, are we talking, you think NFL? Like, what's been the buzz on him and, you know, he looks he looks good. Like, he looks awesome. He he looks like a pro. Is that is he starting to get that sort of run and, and you know, hype? And is that the is that the, you know, predictable future for him? I think, Ariel, we lost a connection there. We'll see. We can try and connect that one more time. Uh, I'll ask you that question, Tommy, because I think it's on everybody's mind. Shadur Sanders. 
do you think yeah. he's a pro prospect? I think he is. And I think that there's, you know, an opportunity for a number of teams in the NFL to benefit from what Shador Sanders can do. I didn't really think that coming into this season, but man, through the first couple of weeks of the year. Yeah. I mean, I think that he's somebody that absolutely can be uh, an asset for an NFL team. Will he be he's completed almost 80% of his passes? This right. Year. Will he 78% a long term, like, star in the NFL I, I don't know if I'm willing to go that far yet but I, I do I, think I do think that he can absolutely benefit a team in the NFL I tell you this I haven't seen anything from him that would tell me uh, anybody outside Ariel I don't know if you heard the question that we're talking about Shadur Sanders what is yes 78 percent he's completed his passes is this a like bona fide pro prospect this isn't you know, this doesn't seem like a flash in the pan. He, he's showing stuff like for me and I'm no scout that I'm like, yeah, that looks like an NFL player out there. Yeah. Can you can you hear me now? Yes, we can. OK, great. Yeah. I don't know if you heard me at all, but um, his projection is to be first of all, he's getting Heisman buzz around here. And then his projection is to be a first round pick in the NFL. Um, but just this past weekend, it, uh, they put out on one of their, you know, they obviously they have so much social media stuff going out. Uh, one of their videos was them in a box at the, at the Denver Broncos game. And Shiloh said like, oh, bro, this could be, this could be us next year. And the, and, uh, coach prime said, not like, not if I have anything to do with it, basically saying neither of you are going anywhere <laughs> next year. So... <laughs> So he's not letting either of his sons go anywhere next year. But um, the, but the talk is that he's probably getting first-round buzz. And I see it. I mean, he is, first of all, completing the most passes under pressure in the entire FBS. He's put, um, he has been pressured the most under um, out of every quarterback in the, most, in the uh, entire FBS. And he's completing those passes. I mean, that is incredibly impressive. Um, I think you can really see it just by that 98-yard drive that he led at the end of the Colorado State game and then the way he led them in overtime. Coach Prime said there was not a, not a doubt in his mind that he was getting the ball first in overtime because he wanted the ball in Shador's hands. Usually you always go defense first because you want to see what the other team is providing for you. He said he wants the ball in Shador's hands because if they're going to win, they're going to win with Shador. Ariel, what's your takeaway so far through the first three weeks on Dylan Edwards, the Derby native? Uh, of course, he had a, a great week one against TCU in his very first game in a Buffalo's jersey. Uh, and clearly, Coach Prime thinks the world of this kid. Um, and it's a really... Uh, it's a really big spotlight for him as a freshman coming into this program that, you know, the entire college football world is looking at right now. Yeah, absolutely. He had a phenomenal first game against TCU. He had uh, four touchdowns, I think, in that game. Yeah. Um, and he was, you know, freshman of the week. He was all of those, those things. Um, he had a, an incredible game. Uh, Coach Prime has been coaching him since he was seven years old. So he's always wanted this kid on his team eventually. And he, he is showing at the FBS level exactly what you have all seen at Derby for all of those years. He is incredible. He's an, he is an athlete. He's basically a wide receiver in a running back's body. And that is perfect for this team because they do not run. They have like 60-something yards through all of these games. So I think what's going to be successful for Dylan is if he can actually just get the ball out in the flats and something like that, like in the slot, 
because they are not running the ball. They're not having any success running the ball, and they don't care. They're not even trying. Yeah, and we get why he went there now, I think, because probably, I would imagine, Coach Prime told him this opportunity exactly was there for him. Ariel, Michigan State's open, and big jobs are going to come open, and Prime is absolutely going to be everybody's top candidate. You can get all the coaching lists you want. He's going to be the top candidate and the biggest prize or wish for everybody explain to us because this has been an interesting you know journey for him to Colorado they famously couldn't pay him figured it out all this stuff the buzz their ratings are high does what matters to him do you think in the conversations you've had with him like do you see him as a short timer in Boulder or a long timer in Boulder if not before like the NFL or something but what's the vibe you get on his you know future prospects so he said multiple times that the NFL doesn't even interest him. He doesn't even watch the NFL okay. much anymore because that's okay. just not anything that interests him at all. Um, so I would, I would kind of write that off. Um, as far as other programs, I just don't know what would be flashy enough to bring him anywhere else because the money comes wherever he is. So, for instance, like, like we said, like, like – they didn't have the money to pay him when he first got here. Rick George did not have that money. He said, we will find the money. They found the money within weeks, basically. They sold out that, that spring game. They sold out apparel. They did all of these things, and they just found that money be, in, out of thin air just because of the name Deion Sanders. And what, what makes – like basically what I'm trying to say is if anybody else was trying to pay him a higher contract – why could Colorado not match that just by the sheer fact that he's here right. and they could just find the money elsewhere, right? Like, I don't see, I don't see what could bring him anywhere else at this well, point. Well, I, I guess that's why I ask. I mean, he's a Hall of Fame football player that's been wildly successful in the media and he is endorsed and all of these things. Does it even matter to him, I guess, because he's got his kids there. He's building this thing. They're about to make the switch to a new car. Like all these things. Like I just wonder what motivates him. I, I, I mean, look, there's a competitive nature to coaching salaries. I get that, but I don't know that he would have ever taken this job in the first place if that was his biggest concern. Right, and he also loves living here. I mean, if anybody has ever stepped foot in Boulder, Colorado, I think you could figure it out, like, why you would love living there. It is one of the most gorgeous places, like, you could ever imagine living. And so, I think he said, he's like, I've never vacationed there. I've never skied. I've never done any of these things. But as soon as I stepped foot on that field and looked at the flat irons, like, there was there was no doubt in my mind I was taking this job. Like, like why else would, like, you know, like, there's just no – there's no reason not to. Um, then he also has his youngest daughter playing on the basketball team. Like, and she's only a redshirt freshman. So yeah, the, the older boys are going to be gone within the next year or two, but she's there for four more years. So it's, you know, you obviously she could go somewhere else too. She was at Jackson last year, but like, I, why leave? Right. Why? Why? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think I'm with you on that. All right. Let's uh, let's shift gears uh, for this last one. Ariel, you've, in this, you're, you're you've got some luck attached to you here with the Chiefs' rise while you were here, and uh, you go to Colorado, and you know you've got an Avs championship in the books. Uh, you've got a 
Is it Denver? You know, the University of Denver's women's basketball team has kind of risen here with you there. You've got a Nuggets championship. Now you've got Prime. Power rank it for me. What's been your favorite thing? The Broncos not being as good and then mess with Russell Wilson. Like, what's been the best story since you've been there to cover with all these, you know, juicy ones that have appeal really all across the country? Oh, that's really hard to power rank it. So, I mean, first, like, the cover – so I was on the Avs beat first, very first and foremost. So getting to cover my first Stanley Cup championship was probably number one because, like, that was just – that was incredible. I was along for the ride. I jumped on the Nuggets train very late, so I kind of just got the benefit of just just being there for the for the Western Conference Final and the championship and the and the parade and everything. So I didn't really put a whole lot in a whole lot into that one. I kind of just get, reaped the benefits. So that's a little lower, but like but was also super fun. Um, the um, the Colorado the University of Colorado women's basketball team is I believe what you were you were thinking, and they are. They're incredible. Um, they're also just the most fun team to work with. And so I've been to a couple uh, like Sweet Sixteens with them and stuff. They're just awesome. I love working with them. But there is probably nothing I've ever experienced like this, like this Colorado Buffaloes football team. It's just it's it's kind of like an out of body experience. <laughs> I, like we've I, I totally seen... get what you're saying. I, I do. Like, like I. Because it's not sports, it's entertainment. Like I've never been on a field where where Lil Wayne comes out and right in front of me and does a concert while the team comes out. Like I've never been there, like where like the Rock is is on the field, and it, it's just it's an out of body experience, Jacob. It's going to work too. Like it's going to keep coming. The Big Twelve gets to benefit of it. Timing is everything. But th- yeah. this is. Everybody wants to be a part of it. I, I get it. I there I have not talked to one person, not one person that isn't on board and rooting for Colorado. The ratings, the proof is in the pudding. Grandmas love Deion Sanders. They've always loved Deion Sanders. Like since mm-hmm. he was a player, it's just like this perfect storm and we can all just enjoy it. And, you know, I'm sorry to any of their opponents, and that'll change next year as they get into the Big Twelve around here, but for this year. Like we're all Buffalo fans, and and I don't yeah. I don't remember anything like that ever happening either. It's cool, it's cool, and I'm glad you're, you're right there in the middle of it. And uh, we'll be checking back in. God, could you imagine if they win one of the two next games, just one of them? What what? This, crazy. <laughs> it's going to be insane. And just, and just like you're saying, like my mom's a grandmom, and my mom all of a sudden is a huge Buff Buff fan, and stayed up until two a.m. to watch the end of that game. Texted me and said, "I'm still watching at overtime for no reason." She is in New Jersey. No like there is no reason other than just the fact that she loves primetime Deion Sanders. It's always been that way. I'll never my great aunt Dora Jean was a huge Cowboys <laughs> fan. And when he returned punts, there was nothing louder than her cheers and screams for Deion Sanders returning punts. But the year just a handful of years he was with the Cowboys. He's always had that effect on people. It's really cool to see. And we're really glad that you're there. Uh, right in the middle of it, Ariel. It's uh, it's been awesome uh, to follow along with you here and hear you in the press conferences and all that stuff. You can follow Ariel at Ariel Orsudo on social media. You can find her work at Nine News. Ariel, appreciate it. We'll do it again soon. Thanks, guys. There goes Ariel Orsudo, formerly of Twelve News, co-worker. Uh, strap a, a rocket to her back for her career. So happy for Ariel. Uh, could see it coming a mile away. Nobody works harder 
And I'm glad she's on these beats because she certainly deserves it. Go follow her work. Her interactions with Prime have been epic. All right, 869-1240 is the IHOP hotline. We're going to take a quick break. On the way out here from hour number one, let's give something away, Jad. Let's do uh, let's do a little Paw Patrol. Got some kiddos, want to take them to the movies? It's one of our family's favorite things to do. Boulevard Theater at Town West is hooking us up. Opening night of that animated feature, Paw Patrol. We've got tickets for opening night, which is Friday, September 29th. That'll be next week, 7 o'clock, Boulevard Theater at Town West. Third caller during the break will win the Parent Award, 869-1240, on that IHOP hotline. We'll be back, hour number two, next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.